Welcome to Do This, Not That, the podcast for marketers. You'll walk away from each episode with actionable tips you can test immediately. You'll hear from the best minds in marketing who will share tactics, quick wins, and pitfalls to avoid. We'll also dig into life, pop culture, and the chaos that is our everyday. I'm Jay Schwedelson. Let's do this, not that. We are here, do this, not that. And today we are talking about AI. And I have some new tips, some new ideas that I think can really be a game changer for you, for your marketing, for your content, for how you organize things and new things for you to try. Because there are always new things coming out with AI. And I promise you this, a lot of times when people talk about AI, you get turned off. You're like, I don't know how to do that. That sounds complicated. Do I need special access to something? No, nothing I'm going to talk about today is hard, super easy, and you could try it in one second and have an impact. So the first one I want to talk about is something I don't think people are aware of. Now, we all know about ChatGPT. Great. You can go there, write in stuff, whatever. And I've talked before about Google now has something called Gemini. It's free. It's just as easy as ChatGPT, but there's something that you can do on Gemini that you can't do on ChatGPT. Now, it couldn't be easier. This is not where you need to download something or do something special. You literally go to Gemini.Google.com. Gemini.Google.com. Now, what you could do on Gemini that you can't do on ChatGPT is this. You can ask it to summarize videos from YouTube. Why does that matter? You can literally copy and paste a link from YouTube of a video and you can ask Gemini to summarize that video. Now, how can you use this in practical terms? So let's say your company just did a webinar, hypothetically. You can go and copy that URL of that YouTube link, upload that webinar to YouTube. And then you go to Gemini and you say, summarize this video and then turn it into a newsletter that's less than 500 words. Turn it into a blog that's less than 1,000 words. Turn it into seven different social posts that I could put on LinkedIn that are each less than 100 words. And then you paste the YouTube link of that video. And then instantly, it will summarize that video, and it will give you all those different content pieces based on the content of that video. This is a game changer. It takes like 10 seconds, it's nothing. And maybe it's a different, maybe it's a webinar you haven't had time to watch or some other video content on YouTube that you want to summarize and use. You could take any link off of YouTube and then ask it to repurpose or to summarize. And you could do that all on Gemini, gemini gemini.google.com. And I don't think enough marketers, enough people are leveraging the ability to kind of repurpose and summarize video. So that's one that I think is a no-brainer that I would try all day long. The other one, probably my most favorite prompt that you can do on ChatGPT or Gemini or any other tool that you're using, but you go to ChatGPT, and this is the one I use for a lot of our client campaigns, especially email or social media posts, and it has to do with your call to action buttons, the buttons that you're putting in your emails or on your social posts, and I think that marketers are sleeping on the importance of your call to action buttons. So if you are promoting a piece of content, let's say you want somebody to download something, usually the button inside your your email says download. If you want somebody to buy something, your consumer product, you put in there buy now. 
the, one of the best hacks for ChatGPT is this prompt where you go to ChatGPT. Let's say you were trying to get somebody to download a piece of content. All you do is the following. You say, write the call to action button download and write it in the first person and create urgency, but do not include the word download and give me 10 different versions. And the key things there are you asked it to write it in first person and you also asked it to not include the word download. Why is that important? Call to action buttons that are actually written in the first person have over a 20% higher average click-through rates than average call to action buttons that are not. So for example, when I put in, write the call to action button download in first person and create urgency, but do not include the word download and give me 10 different options. This is the type of stuff I get back. It'll say, get my copy now, claim my free access, unlock my exclusive content, grab my spot now, secure my copy today. All of these things are written in first person. They're creating this sense of urgency, this sense of excitement. Like, what would you rather do if you were downloading a piece of content? Would you rather it say download or access my exclusive content? Which one sounds better to you? It's more interesting. It's more exciting. And the same thing on the consumer side. Instead of buy now, it's get my savings now. You're getting the person excited. So asking ChatGPT to rewrite your call to action buttons with urgency written in first person, but not including the word buy or not including the word register or not including the word download is a win. Now, some other things that you could be doing with AI that are super simple that I think people are sleeping on is being extremely detailed in what you're asking it. People get confused and they think that ChatGPT is like Google, that you go to Google and you ask it something basic like, hi, what are 10 good ideas to write about email marketing? No, this is not like a basic search engine. The more detailed you are with ChatGPT, the more useful information that you're going to get. So as a marketer, literally, if you go in there and you just share your innermost thoughts it's incredible what you will get back. So for example, if you go on there and you write something like this, our email open rates are terrible. We want to increase them by 50%. We've already tried cleaning our list and subject line tests. So don't include those ideas. Help me create a detailed plan with 10 bulleted ideas and also include any relevant statistics to back up the suggested plan. And then the output is going to be awesome. Okay, you're going to get these 10 bulleted ideas backed up by statistics, and it's going to not include stuff you've already tried, you need to be so explicit. You could literally write paragraphs of what you want, and then when you get back, is so incredibly useful. And by the way, there's things that I use ChatGPT for that have nothing to do with business or whatever that I think are wild, right? I just went on a family vacation, all right? And you could do this for your travel planning, and I don't know why people don't do this more. You can go to ChatGPT and say something like this. All right, let's say you're going to go to, I have no idea. Let's say you're going to Atlanta for the first time. You're going to go visit Atlanta. You can literally, and you were going to stay at you know some hotel. I have no idea. You're going to stay at the Renaissance. I have no idea where that is. I'm making that up, right? And you can go to ChatGPT and you could say, create a table because it does create tables for you, like little spreadsheets. Create a table to plan out a vacation to Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm staying at the Renaissance and you put in the address and give me activities that are within 20 miles of this location 
and then also give me top restaurant recommendations with the mile distance from my hotel, all in a table format. And I'm going for three days and plan it out. You will get back a table, a little spreadsheet that details out all the activities that you should do and also detail out all the restaurants. And it'll tell you the mileage distance from the point that you gave it. It is awesome. So I think a lot of the problems with how we're using ChatGPT and AI is we're looking at it like it's a search engine and it is not. The other thing that I love to use it for is trying to recreate my tone. So what you can do is, let's say you write your own newsletter or your own blog or anything like that. What I do with ChatGPT is I take newsletters that I've written. I literally copy them and I go on ChatGPT and I write, I'd like you to analyze this newsletter that I wrote, and I want you to learn to write like me. That's key. Learn to write like me and create a new newsletter. And then I put in a new topic, create a new newsletter about X, Y, and Z topic. And here is the newsletter I want you to analyze for tone. And then I copy and paste my newsletter. And then it spits back to me another newsletter written in my tone of voice. Now, that's not the newsletter, let's say, I use for my personal newsletter, but it is an idea starter, and it's a great way to leverage ChatGPT for it to kind of speak to you the way that you speak. And I don't think enough people are leveraging that enough. All right, before we get into Since You Didn't Ask, which is the portion of this podcast that just goes sideways, it really does. I want to let you know that this podcast is exclusively presented by Marigold. Marigold is the number one email sending and loyalty program platform on planet Earth. I use it. I love it. They have an incredible new piece of content. The Marigold 2024 Global Consumer Trends Index. And you could download this thing for free. Why do you want to download it? It has so much information that I rely on for so many of my different pieces of marketing and, and discussions with clients. I'll give you an example. They had this one stat I was just looking at that was so cool. And the stat was this. When it comes to sharing data, when someone's deciding whether or not they should give you their personal information, what are the top three reasons that people decide whether they should or should not give their data? And they are, according to the index, loyalty and reward programs at 89%, discounting coupons at 91%, and early access to offers at 83%. So you get to see all this cool trends. If you want this thing, go to jschwedelson.com slash 2024. You could download the Marigold 2024 Global Consumer Trends Index. Again, that's jschwedelson.com slash 2024. It's free. Check it out. All right, let's get into since you didn't ask. Random things that are going on with me this week. What is going on with me this week? Well, first off, I have an issue with how everybody is consuming TV or streaming or whatever. So I'm knee deep right now with Blind Six. The season is phenomenal. I talk about reality TV way too much, but it's awesome. But the problem is Netflix dumps like a bunch of episodes all at once. And nobody that you talk to is in the same place. And so I'll be talking to someone. They go, oh, are you at the point where they're at the hotel? I'm like, no, shut up. I'm not there yet. I'm still over here. I go, you can't do that. And they go, well, hit me up when you get to the hotel part. I'm like, this is so annoying. And this happens to me because people know I watch these ridiculous shows. They hit me up like, are you at this point? No, I'm at this point. I can't take it. We, we need to not have, we just need to release one episode at a time and we need to stop the madness because I can't 
like traffic all these people share and somebody's going to screw up and they're going to tell me something and i'm going to get really upset oh my goodness why i always get worked up i'll oh i got another thing that worked me up this week i, I always so i'm out to dinner and the waiter comes over to the table right when we sit down and the waiter says to me and i realize this happens a lot and the waiter says to me hello they go have you dined with us before and then you either say yes or no and I'm always thinking that when I say, no, I haven't done with you before, that some sort of amazing piece of information is going to come out of the waiter's mouth that's going to blow my mind. So the waiter's like, have you done with us before? I go, no, I haven't. And they go, okay, well, I'm going to tell you today's specials. I'm like, well, who cares if I've done with you before or not? I thought you were going to tell me like a, a panda comes out and they do a, a, a dance and it's going to be awesome and make sure you stick around for it. What is the point of asking me if I've done with them before? And I, I don't understand. So next time when somebody says to me, have you dined with us before? I'm going to say, what is the meaning behind the question so I can really get the value out of that interaction? This is what goes on in my brain. This is actually what happens in my brain. Very small brain. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate you being here. A couple things, please. First, leave a review for this ridiculous podcast if you like it. Maybe you didn't like it. I don't know. Just do something in that category. And then also, guruconference.com, the world's largest, free, virtual, virtual email marketing event. It's free. It's two days. We just opened up registration. I will be there. 20,000 marketers will be there. Why haven't you registered? Let's go. Guruconference.com. You are awesome for being here. Keep it real and ask waiters questions. Thanks. You did it. You made it to the end. Nice. But the party's not over. Subscribe to make sure you get the latest episode each week for more actionable tips and a little chaos from today's top marketers. And hook us up with a five-star review if this wasn't the worst podcast of all time. Lastly, if you want access to the best virtual marketing events that are also 100% free, visit guruevents.com so you can hear from the world's top marketers like Damon John, Martha Stewart, and me. guruevents.com. Check it out.